Hi, Explorers. Thanks for listening to Kids Who Explore Parent Edition. Come along with us as we cover all corners of raising kids in the outdoors. Hi, I'm Adriana Scori. I'm a hiking mom in the Canadian Rockies, Mama to Turner, and CEO of Kids Who Explore. I'm Lauren Rodick Eberly. I'm mom to Collins. We love being outside and exploring between our two homes in Seattle, Washington, and Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Today's podcast is sponsored by Kids Who Explore's Patch for a Purpose. Every time we see our patch out in the world, we feel the love and support behind it. Our patches can be sewn onto backpacks, jackets, bags, or even baby carriers, to name a few. Or they can be carried in your packs as special adventure items for all your little explorers. Our patch comes in eight different colors, and a dollar from each patch goes to a, you guessed it, purpose. Your support can make a difference for all of the following charity groups, depending on which color patch you want to represent. Alberta Parks, Children's Disability, BIPOC and Anti-Racism, Sick Children, The Earth, Children's Wellbeing, Anti-Bullying, and Children's Mental Health. Check out the hashtag Patch for a Purpose to see our patch and the community behind it. That's hashtag Patch, the number four, a purpose. To get your patch today, visit www.kidswhoexplore.ca. We thank you in advance for the difference you are making. Andrea Olson never intended on teaching people about baby potty training. And like many, she didn't even realize elimination communication, which we will be calling EC, existed until her mid-20s. Since then, she says it has become her passion, her career, and her motivation. She started elimination communication with her first son at birth. By the way, she's now a mom of five kiddos. Soon after, she started helping other moms at yoga practice EC. That turned into a pamphlet, which turned into a book and more books and videos and courses, and the list goes on. For over 10 years now, Andrea has helped thousands of parents worldwide learn about the practice of elimination communication. Andrea, thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me. So exciting to talk to you. I have been listening to all of your podcasts and reading your book, so I'm excited to ask all the questions. That I'm so excited to answer all the questions. Yeah. A lot of questions actually will probably be redundant for you, but likely a lot of the people listening to the Kids Who Explore podcast have either never heard of elimination communication or don't know what it entails. So can you start by giving us a little bit of an overview of what EC is? Of course. I recently had to tell people who had no children even what this was. Hopefully I've gotten this down. But you know, when your baby fusses and fusses and you try everything, like you stick a boob in his mouth, you try to rock, you try to take them outside or bring them inside, try to get them to go to sleep, give a pacifier or whatever, and nothing works. And then all of a sudden you check their diaper and they're wet or they've pooped. You're like, oh, you were crying because you had a dirty diaper. But that's not what was happening. We rewind just a little bit and they were actually crying to get you to take the diaper off so that they could go hygienically because newsflash, we are all mammals and humans are mammals and all mammals, there are no other mammals who wear diapers. And there's a reason because right. the way we were created is to tell our caregivers, hey, I need to go to the bathroom. Where should I do this? And they don't want to go on you or themselves. So EC basically takes advantage of this totally natural um, development in our children, our babies from brand new newborns. We do EC up to 18 months. So anywhere in that range, you can start, but it basically takes advantage of the instincts and, and the hormone cocktails, everything, the whole way that babies are made. Um, your hormones wear off when you need to, you know, you wake up. Do you need to pee when you wake up? Yes, of course. Yeah. <laughs> 
Probably everybody listening also does too. It's because of a hormone, you guys. Otherwise, we'd be peeing and pooping in our sleep unconsciously. So this hormone wears off. We Our bladders fill. We need to go to the bathroom. And it's true if you wake up in the middle of the night too, you end up needing to pee. And a lot of babies won't go back to sleep unless they've relieved themselves. And they're dry maybe. And then you're just like, oh my gosh, what do I do? And then, and then they, you, it's just a mess. So EC makes parenting a newborn especially so much easier. And it, it helps the children not learn how to go into a diaper as their toilet and then unlearn that later with potty training. And instead, even if somebody just pottied their baby once a day, just once a day, then it would make potty training that much easier. But instead, like our culture has got it completely backwards. So when I teach EC, it's like, okay, what did people do before diapers? Right. That's what we're going to do. But we're going to use diapers as a backup because we live in the Western world. Yes. Okay. I love that you explained it that way because I think I always pictured the first I had learned of EC actually was a friend that I met through kind of kids who explore and the hiking world. And she did EC with her two kids. And she told me about it when I had my newborn. And I just kind of thought, you know, you never wear a diaper at all. And I guess for some, you don't, but I love your take on it that you, you can wear a diaper and you can do it part-time. Totally. And 99% of the babies wear diapers because your diaper is not a toilet anymore. It's now just a backup for when we're not doing EC or for when we are, I'm, I'm, I'm busy. I've got two businesses and five children under the age of 11. Like I, if I can do it, anybody can do it, but I wouldn't do it without a diaper because that's a tool and we just use it till they turn one and they start walking and then you just take it off. And it literally is that easy. If you follow the way I teach it, I make it super duper easy. Yeah. I'm sorry you heard that. Like you, or you've thought that because that, you know, that can discourage you from trying. Right. Right. And well, so my daughter's a year and a half now and we, she wanted, so next kid is my goal to do EC. <laughs> yes. Yes. There's always going to be another kid, hopefully. Yeah. And with her, she like, probably most kids are actually telling us this earlier on. I knew that she wanted to get rid of the diaper, like probably by 12 months. So at 12 months, we pulled out the toilet and every morning, as you're saying, she would go on the toilet with me and she would go pee and poo. And I was like, this is amazing. And then after, so I was just doing kind of the once a day, sometimes before a bath or something like that. And then after a few months, I was like, okay, she's ready to like do the full meal deal. So she is fully potty trained, like was fully potty trained by 18 months, which is just like such a relief almost when those diapers are gone. So to like, to know you could do that earlier on is massive. And you talk about hiking or something like I go hiking with all five of my kids and I have, I live in the Blue Ridge mountains near Asheville. So like we have hiking, I can see the Blue Ridge Parkway from my window. Like we, we go hiking all the time. And if I had I should, I should have statistically had three in diapers at a time, multiple years. I can't even imagine going on a hike with a child who's going to poop in their diaper eventually or pee. I can't even imagine like having my kids in diapers longer than a year and a year and a half or two years at night. Like I can't fathom it because this is all I've known, but it is so freeing. Like that's what I got from hearing you like this is a liberating process that actually takes something huge off your plate. Yes. Number one, poopy diapers, but number two, potty training. Like I didn't have to do either of those. So, and great that you did that. You know what you did? 
In the 50s, that's what they did before diapers were invented. Everybody, 92% of babies were potty trained, done by 18 months. Right. That is the sensitive window. And Montessori wrote about this too. It's like 12 to 18 months. You can start and finish in that window and have zero struggle. Yeah. Like, why don't parents know this? Well, okay. Yeah. And what's interesting is, okay, so I, I used cloth diapers. So when you say it's less work, like I'm thinking, oh my gosh, that's so many less diapers to wash. But I think something that a lot of people don't realize about disposable diapers is that even the poop should be going in the toilet. It's not supposed to be going in the landfill. So I think people are thinking, oh, like I'll just wrap it up, toss it in the garbage, done and easy, but it's actually not necessarily. So can you talk about some of the ways that EC can actually be easier for people's lives? Like, I know you said that just seems like the easy way, but for people that are in diapers and they can't picture it, what would you say to them? Yeah. So back in the fifties, they would consider anything that they catch in the toilet before 12 months a bonus. Like, oh, I didn't have to wash the poop out of it. Because you just have to spray them out of cloth diapers and then wash them by hand and then hang them up outside, even in the freezing cold. Like that just made sense back then. So now today, why, how could I convince you to not use diapers for that long today? Well, (laughs) it it makes everything easier in a lot of ways. Like I've saved $10,000 in diapers over five kids. Oh, that's a good one. one, Right. I mean, who doesn't want $10,000? I do. Um, the also, the other thing is it reduces fussiness. So about, we estimate about a third of the fussiness that we can't figure out, like what I introduced EC with earlier in our talk that gets solved, including colic symptoms. They sleep better. They also latch better. If you've ever had a baby have a hard time latching for breastfeeding, um, often it's not a breastfeeding issue. It's they're popping off the breast because they cannot eat and poop or pee at the same time yeah. because we are not wired for that. So it can can solve breastfeeding issues. Sleep issues I already talked about. Like they wake up in the middle of the night, a newborn wakes up. They need to relieve themselves. They're usually dry because they're waiting for you and they have time and they have control. Um, even though people tell you they don't, that's funded by the diaper companies. They don't want you to be out of diapers, you know? Um, the other thing it takes off your plate is just cleaning up poop. I don't care if you use a disposable or cloth diaper, but when you have newborn baby poop, that stuff gets everywhere. And then the bigger they get, the more mess they make. And I've had one blowout diaper across five babies, one. And that was up her back, kind of full wardrobe change in public. Because yeah. I didn't hear, I mean, I heard her cue, her signal, and I couldn't find a bathroom. I was at the Biltmore estate. It's like huge, huge. They don't have bathrooms there. And it was like, I should have just whipped out my top hat potty and, and pottied her. But I was like, no, I'm just going to ignore it. And sure enough, and then, <laughs> hold on, I didn't even have an outfit with me because this isn't my reality. So if that, like you walk into a stall and somebody is changing a blowout diaper, you potty your baby, they poop in the, di- in the toilet. You don't even have to wipe them. And then you put them back in that same diaper they were in and walk out. That other, that woman is still changing their diaper. Mm-hmm. It's still wiping down a massive blowout. That happened to me. And I was like, thank God that I, I know this and I can do this. And literally anybody can do it. It's because babies are all the same. They all, even if they have autism or Down syndrome or any of these things, physical handicaps, whatever, all babies can be EC'd, all of them. Okay. And the other thing that simplifies is your toddler, when they just start walking and stuff, they have less meltdowns and tantrums. And I have spent my fair share of time dealing with tantrums and I don't know how to handle them. I'm terrible at tantrums. I have a tantrum when my kids have tantrums. Like 
I don't know what to do. So with EC, it normalizes their behavior. And so you spend less time arguing and power struggling with your child because they're so uncomfortable having to do this in their own pants that they can't tell you, right? So you spend less time you know, butting heads and more time connecting and having a good time with your child. And they smell better. Like all of these things, you're like, oh my gosh, that sounds amazing, but I have no idea how I would even do it. Well, that's where I come in. Like you just right. do what I say and it'll all yeah. work out, right? <laughs> because this isn't something we just know. So how can yeah. you know unless you learn it from someone like me, you know? So I guess those are all the main benefits. Yeah. And things that make parenting simpler. But even bigger than that, as you gain confidence, like this deeper connection and you're like, I get something my baby's communicating and we are synchronized. And now I'm a better mom. Yes. We really are every time. Like, don't you think when you started doing it, you were like, I'm way better mom now. I'm so much better now. Yeah. Well, and just anything where you can be more in tune with your child, right? Like they feel better about it and you feel better about it. So, I mean, this all is sounding amazing. And I'm sure everyone listening is like, I'm doing EC. (laughs) I'm talking to my Even once a day, like you did. That's an exposure technique. This is great. Great. And then when they start walking, just take the diapers off. Like it, even if you have daycares, like I have people who just put them in a diaper for the daycare and then before and after and on the weekends, they have them in no diaper. That baby will wait till they get home to poop. They, they, they don't get used. It doesn't mess things up. Like okay. when the di- daycare gets on board, it's like, awesome. This is so, what we've been doing. Yes. That was my question. Like oh. how, did, how did you personally find your support system? If people were on board with it, or I guess, I guess your answer is you go part-time diaper if you need to go part-time diaper, but does that cause any confusion too? So kind of talk about the confusion and the support system behind it. (laughs) Absolutely. You can do EC without any support. Like if you're married or have a partner and they don't want to do it, then you and your baby do it and make it be your thing. Like you're nursing your baby if you're the mom, right? Or you're bottle feeding or whatever. You are allowed to do this even when nobody else, everybody thinks you're crazy because you and your child are going to have that bond. And again, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. And then you hand your baby to your husband and like, oh, baby needs to pee and I'm super busy. Just hold her over the sink. And then he catches one. Oh my gosh. We've seen this a million times. Like the guy gets hooked. World change. Let me take the baby because now I feel like a success and we've set him up for a win. And it's like, boom. And grandma's too, same thing daycares. I have taught so many daycare teachers, so many babysitters. I'm like, just, you know, and I have a whole mini course on this. It's kind of hard to explain, but basically you can get everybody on the same page or you can just do it without that. Um, and we have an online support group that comes with my book currently. And my, the coaches that I've trained, like can help you because nobody, you know, is going to be able to help you with this. They're all going to be like, you're crazy or you're hurting your child or you're how irresponsible of you. But like, all human babies of all human history would have been damaged if this were wrong. And that's yes. not the case. Diapers are new. That's the difference. Even with potty training, people would ask like, oh, was it developmentally appropriate yet? Is she ready yet? Those kind of things. So I'm sure there's a lot of those questions on EC, but like you said, it is just going back to nature in a lot of places that aren't here in North America. So if you're listening anywhere else, they might not have diapers or have access to diapers. Or like you said, they don't want to spend $10,000 on diapers. So it really is just nature, going with nature, right? Pretty much. That's it. Like we're, we're all set up to be totally in sync with each other. We've just been taught 
to ignore that by people who want to make tons of money off of our parenting. And that's not okay. Um, we, we get to be the ones who decide what our babies do and don't do. And if you decide to diaper, hey, just potty train at 18 months. It's way easier than waiting till two or three. The diaper companies have taught your pediatrician and your midwife to tell you to wait until they're ready. Now, if you want a diaper company who makes billions off of you every year to tell you how to parent, then wait till they're ready. That is such BS. It is so like manufactured marketing and they do a really good job at it, guilting you into it. And it's like, no, I mean, clearly the people listening to you, you're like we're into nature and doing things the way that feels right and good and organic. I wouldn't even think twice to go, wait, where did that message come from? Like they want me to wait till two or three. Why? Oh, because they make lots more money like billions of dollars more money if I stay in diapers longer. Yeah. Every extra year is going to be how much more. Billions. Yes. <laughs> okay. So yeah, like you said, everyone listening to this is into nature and they're going to be outside doing lots of things. A big thing in our community is hiking or nature walks, that kind of thing where they would have their young ones possibly in a carrier for a portion of it. So do you have any advice for people that are doing EC? They're not or they're listening to their cues or they're not going to have a diaper on their kid during that period of time. What do you say in terms of clothing? Like I'm assuming you want to have two piece clothing. Also, what if they're in their carriers? Are you just listening for those cues and then take them out? Yeah, let's talk about both of those. So clothing wise, you definitely want something that's going to be easy for you to pull down and pull back up, right? And if you've got a baby, um, and I encourage a diaper backup for the first year, it's totally fine to use whatever backup makes you feel the most relaxed on your outings. You don't have to do EC on your outings, but your baby is probably going to want to. So um, that leads me to the carrier. In any baby carrier, backpack, hiking backpack, I've used them all your baby is going to start to buck out of it. Mm. Try to get out of it and you think, oh, they don't like this $300 carrier that I bought from <laughs> REI. Oh no, I bought the wrong one. You try to buy a different one. It's not the carrier. They're trying to get out of the carrier because they need to go to the bathroom and they need a chance to relieve themselves. So what I bring on my hikes is a Patet Plus or a Top Hat Potty. Um, I sell the Top Hat Potties at Tiny Undies. They basically fit between your legs. They're for like zero to 12 months and you can just hold them over it um, or hold them over the ground, you know, and like if they poop, that's the only issue, right? You would want to clean it up like you would a dog's poop because you're hiking and you want to be respectful. But um, when they start to try to escape the carrier and get really fussy or they just woke up and they're in the carrier and you're hiking, you want to offer them that. Like a wake up is one of the four easy catches. And a poop is also one of the four easy catches. If you hear them farting back there, just, yeah. wait, just stop <laughs> and pull over the side of the trail. And, you know, the Patet Plus is one that can be open bottomed. You can use it over a toilet seat like a porta potty or at home. Or you can set it up and the legs go straight and you can have it over the ground so they just feel like they're sitting and squatting. Or you can have this reusable insert. Like on a hike, I bring it without the insert. And then they go straight through the hole onto the ground. And they don't resist. Um, but you know, with babies, you can just hold them over the ground. And on my website, there's lots of pictures of holding a baby in the right position. But you'll know if you have an in-arms baby, right? They're not crawling yet, or they're not walking yet. They're crawlers and the ones who are just wriggling around, newborns. 
those are the ones you're going to want to hold in arms. And then some of them are going to want to like sit down. So yeah, I hike with a potty. It might be weird to some people, but I hike with a potty too. I hike with a potty too. <laughs> I found ways to like rig it onto my fanny pack or whatever. Like it works. And then you can also bring disposable doggy poo bags in case you have poop. Yeah. Covered up with earth material. Like there's other things you can do. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. That is so helpful. We we've talked about all the benefits of it and. Like I said, I'm so on board. I told my sister-in-law that this was going to happen after I talked to you. I'm like, I'm going to be telling everyone they need to do EC. <laughs> but are there any cons you can think of, especially you work with so many families? Well, okay. I think the biggest con would probably be like after getting out of diapers, some people don't know how to wrap it up. So if you don't know how to wrap it up, you might go back to diapers. And so the, I think the confusion of what do I do next is definitely a con because you don't know anybody else doing this. It's not your normal, oh yeah, let me just ask my neighbor or my mom. They're not gonna know what to tell you. Um, the other con is it is upfront work. So you do have to learn your baby. You kind of have to be present with your baby and responsive. For some parents, they don't wanna be that. So it's like, do you want to be a connected parent and respond? Or do you want to just kind of tune out and, and give them your iPhone and let them watch that all day? I have a feeling the people listening to this are not that kind of Right. Parent. So like if you're, if you're doing all the things and this might feel overwhelming, just remember this is like totally a front end investment. All the things you're doing right now, you're investing into your child. And then later on, you don't have to do all these very hard things. So a big, the biggest con would probably be like, yeah, I'm going to have to pay attention and be present when I don't want to. I want to zone out because I'm overwhelmed. I'm not even showering. What You want me to do what? This too? So um, I think the mindset is definitely like, okay, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Just do once a day. And then when you start to feel better and more supported and good and you're out hiking more and out in the world more, then then this will feel less overwhelming. So I guess the con would be like, it's an investment. Right. I can't really think of any other ones though. I mean, it's like literally amazing. <laughs> it, it is. It sounds so amazing. <laughs> like I need to have another baby so I can do this. <laughs> I want another baby so I can yes. do it again. It's so pleasant. Like I didn't even want babies before I ever had babies until I heard about EC. And I was like, oh man, that changes everything. Wow. That part felt weird to me with babysitting. Like, ugh. Who wants to do that every day? Well, yeah. <laughs> and is it ever too late to start? Like if someone's listening to this and their kid's already three months or something, is it too late? Or you just start? You said just start once a day. and Start wherever you are. It is literally never too late. So anywhere from zero to 18 months. If you're at like 15, 16, 17 months, I would think about potty training instead. And my book on potty training would be more appropriate. Um, but even like the 12 to 18 month range, my Go Diaper Free book comes with a hybrid plan. And you can do this sort of like it's a mix of potty training and EC. Okay. And so, yeah, zero to 18 months, you're good. If you're over 18 months, I recommend potty training. And with my book on that topic, it takes an average of seven days. It should not take months. You should not be like permissive and wait and be like super laid back about it. Your kid will be like, oh, I'm totally taking advantage of you. Potty training should be like ripping the bandaid off. Right. Yeah. You're done. And like, you don't know how to do this. So just, again, that's where I'm the experts to just read my book and do what I say. <laughs> it's done. So 
you don't have to know how to do this or be pros at it, you know? Yes. I loved reading. This is off topic from what we talked about, but I loved reading that you want to create a documentary. <laughs> Are you going to do this? Oh my gosh. I want to do that so bad. Now that I, I might be done having babies. I don't know. I got divorced. So let's see if I get remarried and have another baby. I might need to delay the documentary a little bit. <laughs> then you can have your sixth baby in the documentary. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. I thought a lot about that and, um, and I want to, I kind of need a, if anybody's listening, who's a director, hit me up. That's really okay. the piece. Yeah. Yes. I'm all for this. <laughs> the documentary. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just make it. It's so interesting. <laughs> oh, this has been so wonderful. I could talk about this all day and ask you 7,000 more questions, but is there anything else you want to share with the kids who explore listeners? I would say Hiking without diapers is amazing. Doing nature walks and journaling where you don't have to worry. Oh my gosh. We always potty in the minivan or my sprinter before we go on our little nature walks. We bring our colored pencils and our little books and we go and find a view and we, we do the things, you know? And then when we get back, I potty my youngest when we get back to the van and then we get in. Yes. It's easy, you guys. It's so much fun. And like, I don't have to worry about a diaper bag. On a, I mean, I think that everybody listening, like if you want to try it, definitely I have a free easy start guide and you can start there and it'll just help you wrap your head around it. But it's like, I, I'm excited about it. I don't think it's for everybody. Like some people might be like, oh my gosh, I'm so overwhelmed. I can't. But at 18 months, just potty train. Please don't wait till two or three if you can help it. And if you're at two or three, just do it now. I mean, I, I, I say it as matter of fact, but it's literally that easy. Like your mind is going to tell you, I can't, but you can because billions of people have, and it's not that hard. You can do it. <laughs> you can do it, right. <laughs> So where can people find you to follow along? I know you have so many businesses, so feel free to share all of them. I just ordered your board books for my daughter to read. So thank you for having those available. <laughs> Yay. We crowdfunded those. I love those so much. Um, so godiaperfree.com is where to go and you'll see my easy start guide or my potty training primer. So those are two little free things to get your feet wet. Uh, my books, my courses, my mini courses, everything is there. And then at tinyundies.com, you can find underwear and training pants, cloth training pants, and small potties, six months and up. Um, the potties are from birth and up. And that basically is for when your baby gets out of diapers early. There will be nothing, I promise you, nothing for them to wear um, as far as underwear goes. So I started Tiny Undies for that. And we have, it's just, you, you're going to be hooked. And you'll be really sad when I'm when you your child turns six and I run out of sizes because I only go to 5T. But um, those are the two places to find me. And my handles on social are at Go Diaper Free and at Tiny Undies. So follow us there. I always post tips and cool pictures of babies on potties that can inspire you. So fun. Did your kids never wear one piece jammies? They did. Oh, they did. Okay. Because they weren't going in the night and then you just had. Yeah. So just... I usually did a sleep sack at the very early and I co-slept for the first three or four months. Okay. Yeah. So I do a sleep sack that zips from the bottom so that I could just get their oh. little feet and, and just, I had them in a diaper and then a long sleeve kimono underneath that. So I would just do t-shirts for sure. Okay. Um, and then I would do like the, the zip up onesies that open from the bottom. Yes. Those. Because if it's from the top, then they're completely naked on the potty and it's like, wait, it's cold. This doesn't work. 
Right. Zippers and the ones from the bottom are two key things. That's key. <laughs> and when you, when you get pregnant and you have your next baby, just let me know and I'll give you all the recommendations. <laughs> Thank you. I, I will. I'll hit you up. Okay. Let's end with our fire round. In the last few months, what was your best purchase under a hundred dollars? I kept thinking about this and I was like, I have no idea. Um, I would say, oh man, is this Jeopardy? Can we do the next one? Can <laughs> yeah, I we ask? totally can. Okay, I'll come back to that one. <laughs> Can you share? I've been thinking about it for like three days. I'm not kidding. Yes. <laughs> Can you share a book, show, or podcast recommendation right now? All of yours, of course, and your future documentary, but what else? <laughs> of course. Uh, my kids and I have been watching The Chosen and I am in love with it. Yay. That's a show. It's episodes. It's all free online. Okay. Perfect. If there was no time or money limit, where would you travel or explore next? Oh man. So I prefer... I like to go places where people really haven't been and totally where people don't use diapers. So I would probably go back to West Africa because I went there 20 years ago and studied dance. I probably would go back there or back to Brazil or Central America. Like I want to be off the beaten path. I want to be with people in their culture. I do not do Disney cruises like that. Like I would go and explore like the last indigenous peoples of our world. That's oh, lovely. Have you done any of that yet where you've gone and studied people e-seeing all over the world? <laughs> I haven't, but when I when I was traveling before I had kids, I did notice that there were not diapers all these places I had been. Okay. And I was like, I did go to Thailand when my youngest was um, th four, what, 13 months old. Yeah. And he, we were doing EC and people were like, oh yeah, that's what we do in the hills, in the hill tribes. Mm. But no, that's the documentary. I need to go to these places. Yes. No time or money limit. And I need a nanny to come with me and a director. Yes. So if we could hook those up, <laughs> we're going to do it. Everyone, get an idea. There you go. And my favorite oh. thing under $100, that would have to be my Patagonia jacket. Oh, yes. No, I got it on sale because it's under $100, but I got it on Black Friday sale. So there you go. You can't go wrong with that. And they're amazing because if you ever... Like if it ever gets wrecked, you just go to Patagonia and they will fix it or hook you up with a new one. Right. I love them. So good. So good. <laughs> well, thank you for this today. This was wonderful. Thanks for adventuring with us. Please subscribe and share your love by reviewing our podcast with five stars and follow us over at Kids Who Explore on Instagram and all other social media platforms. This podcast is produced by KP Media Productions.